This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, and yes, I am your host, Lance Descott. In this episode, we're going to be recapping the Blues versus the Wild game played earlier this evening, Sunday the 24th. The Blues going into this game were the hottest team in the league. They had only lost one game in the whole month of February, and that was against the Dallas Stars. For some reason, the NHL picked February to be the month of back-to-back games for the Blues. This was the third weekend in a row that the Blues had played back-to-back, and that takes a toll on you. Jordan Bennington got the win Saturday against the Bruins and looked very good. Today's game, it was Jake Allen getting the start. In this recent winning streak, a lot of people have been giving all the credit to Jordan Bennington. Jordan Bennington's played great. He has played very great, especially considering he's a rookie. But nobody is giving any credit to the defense. When Jordan Bennington plays, the Blues are not giving up very many shots. In fact, the last time I checked, it was around 25 shots a game. and most games, it's under that. There have been a couple games around 30, a couple over 30. But for the most part, the defense is really tightened down for him. And you have to have that, especially going into the playoffs. You cannot rely on just a hot goaltender going into the playoffs. He may help you win, but you've got to have some other aspects of your game playing well. And the defense has been just strong this whole month. In fact, for the last five, six weeks. The first period of this game would be scoreless with Minnesota out shooting the Blues 8-5. to Not a ton of shots by either team. Minnesota, I thought, had at least two pretty good chances in this first period, and Jake Allen really stood tall, especially late in the period, with just around 20 seconds left to rob Ryan Donato to make sure the Blues would get out of the first, still 0-0. Stahl returns it to Donato. In the slot is Zucker. Back for Donato, and a good spot to fire it. A glove stopped by Allen, and he holds. Yeah, he's got some zip on his shot, Chris. From ice level, you can tell when a guy's got something a little more than other guys. And right here, he does a good job coming off that flank, using Edmondson as a little bit of a screen. A very good save by Jake Allen on the newcomer, Ryan Donato. Pretty evenly played first period. As I stated, I thought the Wild had a few more good opportunities on Jake Allen than the Blues had on Dubnik. Going into the second period, there'd be 26 shots. The team would split them at 13 apiece but it would be the Wild that would get on the scoreboard first, just under 12 minutes into the second, on a goal by Zucker to make it one to nothing. Zucker, it appears that Zucker gets it. Good work here by Stahl, a quick little pass, and a good job by Zucker to get open and present that stick. What a beautiful feed there by Eric Stahl. The puck goes behind the net. Stahl is there to fight for it, comes around the side of the net. Zucker's right there. 
Petrangelo's on one side of him looking at him, and Dunn has his back to him right in front of the net. Not much Jake Allen can do on that one. That one is definitely on the defense. The defense has played great this month, but that was a huge mistake. That was a very similar mistake to what the Blues had in Dallas on two other goals where they let Jamie Benn get behind him, and I believe Faxa was the other player that got behind him. I might be wrong. It may have been Radulov, but I know one of the players was Ben, and those instances did not take the right positioning on the players, did not take the guys out of the play. They were allowed to get the puck and put it past the goaltender. That goal would be Zucker's 15th of the year. Stahl with some hard work behind the net, and then that great pass to Zucker gets his 23rd assist. Brodine gets his 10th assist, 11 minutes, 42 seconds in, and Minnesota is up one to nothing. Heading into the third period, we should see a very fun game. You know the Blues are going to go all out. They're going to try to get back into this game. They would need some breaks to go their way, and they would get a power play opportunity, and Alex Petrangelo would put it past Dubnik to tie this one up at one each, seven minutes, 26 seconds into the third period. Petrangelo, it's like they're moving it around crisply here. That's what Ruby wanted to see. Sends it back to Petrangelo at the line. He'll fire and scores. Alex Petrangelo, and the game is tied. You said it, Chris. I mean, they're moving it much more crisper on this power play for St. Louis. Good traffic in front of the net. Decisiveness on how they want to move it. And eventually, Petrangelo, with the exchange from Bozak, decides, I'm just going to get this to the net. And I think Jaden Schwartz is the one who ends up getting this goal. And I think it actually goes off of Erickson Eck. I don't know if it actually ever does hit Schwartz. It looks like it hit the shin guard of Erickson Eck. The key to this goal was crisp, precise passing. Not unnecessary passing just to be passing the puck and people being undecided about what they wanted to do with it. These guys knew what they wanted to do with it. Petrangelo eventually got it on the point near the blue line, and he decides, hey, what the hell, I'm going to go ahead and shoot it. He had rang one off the post earlier in the game. This one would ring off the post, but it would at first hit Erickson Eck and take a different route, and Dubnik couldn't catch up to it. We're tied at one each. That goal by Petrangelo would be his ninth of the year. Bozak gets his 17th assist. Vladimir Tarasenko gets his 26th assist power play goal, and we are knotted back at one. Minnesota did outshoot the Blues 13-10 in the third period. They had some good opportunities against Jake Allen throughout this third period, especially this one, but Jake would come up big. Just out of the reach of Sundquist to center. Anthony Potato in his 10th game for the Wild. Under eight and a half to go and loose. Erickson X in. Erickson in. Stop by Allen. Jamming and jamming. And the puck stayed out. How did that not go in as Erickson X couldn't force it past Jake Allen? Beautiful feed here by Brad Hunt to Jewel Erickson Eck, who came off the bench and got behind the St. Louis defense in a fantastic save by Jake Allen on the move by Erickson Eck. Backhand, forehand, he's able to hold that right pad up against the post as the Minnesota Wild jam at it to no avail. Some good stuff all the way around. The feed by Hunt, the play by Erickson Eck, and the save by Jake Allen. Jake would save the Blues throughout the game, especially in the third period. The Wild had some great opportunities. There would be no more scoring. We would head to overtime. In overtime, the newcomer Ryan Donato would get the puck. He would shoot it. Jake was screened a little bit from his forward, Robert Thomas. Never really saw it. Gets past him. 
and the Blues lose this game 2-1 to one on this goal by Ryan Donato. Or Donato again. Back in he comes, crisscrossing with Parisi. And Pareko is there defensively. Now to Parisi. Brodeen goes to the net. Dropped off for Donato. Fires! It's a winner for Ryan Donato in his Minnesota home debut. Yeah, he can certainly rip it. We talked about it. It's from the outside. And I don't think Jake Allen thought that this was going to come as hot as it did. Shoots it through Robert Thomas, right through his stick in his body. And I'll tell you, he zipped this thing, and it surprised Jake Allen. A very hard-fought game. Some mistakes by the D. That last goal given up by Allen. I'm sure he'd love to have that one back, but the Blues do get a point out of this game. They were very fortunate to get past regulation with some of the defensive breakdowns that they had and the fact their offense couldn't put more than one puck past Dubnik. Let's go ahead and get into the stats of the game. 35 shots for the Wild to the Blues, 28. The Wild won the faceoff battle 54% to 46%. The Wild were 0 for 3 on the power play. The Blues were 1 for 2. The Blues out hit the Wild 21 to 6. And the Blues out blocked the Wild 12 to 10. Let's head to the postgame interviews where we're going to hear from a couple players, Petrangelo Fabry and then Jake Allen. And of course, we're going to finish off the interviews as we always do with Coach Craig Berube. Shorthanded for pretty much the first half of the second, so they had some momentum. But after that, I thought we found our stride there. A little late, but found a way to get a point out of it. Right now, uh, we want to, but a point's better than nothing. With all the games right now, you guys have got to be worn down. Well, I don't think necessarily. I mean, if you look at our depth, we're playing everybody in every situation. We found a really good balance now that everybody's healthy. Of, uh, using certain guys in the power play, penalty kill, different matchups, so zone, D zone. So um, it's not easy, but we've done a good job managing our rest here. And um, back to backs are always tough, and you just got to find a way to grind one out. We almost did that tonight. It's a, a hard earned point. Yeah, you know, it uh, it was a tough game on a back to back. And, um, you know, uh, Jakey stood in there uh, in, the, in the second and gave us a chance. And, um, you know, like you said, it's a hard uh, earned point. What got you guys going there in the second period? Uh, I think the play by Jakey. I mean, he he gave us a chance, like I said, and um, you know we just needed to get things deep and and work uh, in their end, and uh, we did that near the end of the second and carried it into the third. It seemed like once once they went ahead one nothing, it seemed like it shifted entirely to your guys. You were keeping the puck in, you were getting it down there. Was that falling behind? Did that kind of get you going? Yeah, I, I think uh, with any team when you fall behind, uh, it lights a fire, uh, you know, on the bench for the boys and. Uh, you know, uh, we just wanted to get back to what we were doing on, on this stretch in this month here. And, um, you know, we showed in the third and we got that point. You know, I think if you look at it, three quarter, first three quarters of the game, we weren't very sharp as a group. And then we really stepped it up there the last, I don't know, maybe four minutes of the second. You know, we really had them in. And, you know, the third, the start of the third, I thought we did a great job and, you know, got a big power play goal and found a way to get a point and, you know, uh, uh, definitely not satisfied with not getting the two, but you know, as a group, it's um, be able to get three out of four this weekend again was a was a good thing. That save on Erickson Eck there, what uh, you got your skate to the post there and just kind of held him off. Yeah, you know, I actually didn't think he was going to make that move. He made a pretty slick move, and you know that one. Uh, I had to dig my left skate in the ice mm -hmm. and end up making a huge hole in the ice. Uh, just trying to do my best to, to not get my foot off the post and you know luckily our guys came back and got the puck to the other side. 
What do you think got the team going there in the second period? Uh, I just think you knew, you know, this last stretch of games, we've been playing some really good hockey, and we just could tell that in you know, the first three quarters of the game, we weren't playing uh, our usual self lately. Um, you know, they were really all over us, especially when they, you know, had three power plays there at the start of the second, and got us hemmed in, and you know, had some momentum, and uh, you know, I thought we did a good job to find a way to claw our way out of that, and uh, and you know, eventually got a point. Obviously, a tough game with. Back to backs and everything, but does, does getting a point in this situation? It's a tough game. You know, they're a desperate team over there, and um, you know, I thought that uh, it was a pretty competitive game all, you know, all around. Mm -hmm. What do you think got the team going there in the second period? I think that our fourth line, we don't had a real good shift in the offensive zone, banging bodies around and got everybody going a little bit, and then we. You know, we got going after that. I thought that uh, from the you know about eight or nine minutes straight, we controlled the play. Penalty, we had penalties in the second period. You know, the yeah. first part tires guys out. Uh, and you get a power play goal. We've been talked about much, but Petro's shot there is like what you're what you're looking for. Good play, guys are in front of the goalie, and you know we got traffic, and you know it was a real good shot by Petro. Jake's play once again. Oh, he was really good. I mean, he he was a good he was a good goalie tonight. With everything that's going on, is this team getting worn down? Just this February schedule has well, been it's a tough schedule for sure. But you know, this is you know you got to battle through it. It's you know, all teams go through it, and we know that. But uh, you know, our guys showing that they can do it. We, they battled tonight. Offensively, this second straight game, you've only had one goal. Is it what's what's getting tough out there to score? Well, things get tight this time of year. A lot of times, uh, you know, you go through spurts where you don't, you know, you might not score a lot of goals. You get look, good looks and chances, but they don't go in. But you know, you guys got to find a way to win those games. You know, you got to win close games too. You can't always score three and four goals. And there's going to be nights where you get one or two, and you got to try to find a way to win them. Seen some good things out of Fabry. Past couple games, he's been in there, starting to look like himself. Yeah, he's starting to move, and you know he's got some jump. He had a couple good opportunities tonight. Uh, they didn't, he didn't capitalize on them, but he um, took a couple good chances. I'm not asking you a GM question, but you know with the deadline, well, um, you know he got a good good players and Kecker, and those guys have shown a lot. You feel like they can be good in the playoffs too. I mean, you feel like what they've shown you proves that, or? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're. They're good players. Playoffs is another level, <clears throat> for sure. And you know, when you get into playoffs, you just gotta your intensity levels really gotta come up, and you know, every little play matters. So, but uh, they're they're good kids, and they're uh, they're hardworking guys, and they're good players. There are three reasons the Blues didn't get the win in this game. Number one, that goal they gave up to Zucker was just terrible. Dunn let him get behind him, had his back to him, and Petrangelo was just looking at him from several feet away. Secondly, the offense didn't muster too much. Yes, they had a few good opportunities against Dubnik. Yes, they hit the post. But the offense needs to be better. You cannot score one goal in a game and expect to win very many games. Jake Allen gave up a bad goal in overtime. Yes, he lost the game in overtime. However, he gave us the chance to win in regulation. There are a lot of people out there bashing. Jake Allen allowed one goal in regulation. If the Blues could have scored more, which they should have, we wouldn't even be talking about a goal let in in overtime. Did Jake let the team down in overtime? Yes. But he played a hell of a game. 
Does he deserve for people to say he lost them the game in overtime? Yes, he does, most definitely. But people just piling on Jake Allen as if he's the worst goalie that's ever played. I love Jordan Bennington. I do. I really love Jordan Bennington. But when people tell me that Jake Allen's nowhere near as good and never has been as good as Jordan Bennington, I have to snicker. Why do I snicker? Most of the Blues' rookie goaltending records that Jordan Bennington has either surpassed, tied, or getting close to are held by guess who? Jake Allen. So people were saying similar things about Jake Allen when he was a rookie, about what great potential he has, about how he's going to be a great goaltender, so on and so forth. I want people to remember that. I think Jordan Bennington's going to be great, just as I thought Jake Allen was going to be great in his rookie season. But for those people that look ahead and say Jordan Bennington is going to be the Blues' next goalie for seven, eight years, you can't say that. This town turns on its goaltenders like I've never seen a town turn on a goaltender. Nowhere near as bad as Montreal. And people will argue with me on this, but I had season tickets for years. I went to almost every game. I remember people saying Curtis Joseph wasn't a good goalie. I remember people saying that Mike Leute wasn't a good goalie, that it was time for them to move on. I remember when there were a lot of people that thought Carter Hutton was the savior and that the Blues should have signed him. All those people that went on and on about Carter Hutton and how the Blues should have signed him need to look at what Carter Hutton's doing now, right now, with Buffalo. Carter Hutton has proven, in my mind, he is not a number one goaltender. If he was a number one goaltender, he would have played over 58, 60 games this year. He hasn't, and he's not going to. They have a goalie tandem in Buffalo, and that's what they intended it to be. They never signed. Carter Hutton to be their number one starter. People in this town need to really look at how they treat goaltenders. When Jake Allen plays bad, by all means, say he didn't have a good game. But when he allows one regulation goal, everybody is so enamored with Bennington that they cannot say anything positive about Jake Allen. They can't. It's impossible in this town. If a goaltender has a good game, say he had a good game. If a goaltender has a bad game, say he had a bad game. However, make sure you know what you're talking about. Make sure you know if the defense played well. Make sure you know that there's a difference between allowing 36, 35, 36 shots in a game and only allowing 15 to 20, 25 shots in a game. Huge difference. When you allow, let's say, 24 shots in a game, your goaltender faces much less pressure. When you allow 35 shots in a game, if you're the other team, your odds of scoring go way up. So let's look at our goalie situation the way it is. We've got one guy in Jake Allen that's a backup. We've got one guy in Jordan Bennington right now that's a starter. Let's support both of these guys. They're on our team. Now let's get into the trade deadline coming up tomorrow. Don't expect the Blues to do hardly anything. All the teams in the Western Conference are doing something to improve. The Blues will do probably nothing. If they do anything, they'll probably bring in somebody on for the third or fourth line or a defenseman. I think it'll probably be a defenseman. Who that is, I don't know. But it's not going to be anybody special. The Predators are always busy, so expect them to do something tomorrow. They're still in the Wayne Simmons chase. I know they want him really bad. 
I think Toronto has kind of fallen off of that. I don't think they want to give up very much. I think Philadelphia has had to come down on their asking price. So I would expect the Predators really, really put a hard effort in to get Wayne Simmons. If it'll happen, we'll find out by tomorrow afternoon. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.